Welcome to Word of Life Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will move to and through you from today's message. And while you're here, go ahead and head over to our online platform, thelifeonline.cc, where you'll find content on all kinds of topics like forgiveness, healing, prophecy, faith, and so much more. So check it out at thelifeonline.cc and enjoy today's message. Hallelujah. I was meditating this afternoon. I just felt the word of God come upon me. And God was saying, see, some people are looking for empathy when what I want to give them is victory. I want to meet you where you are, but I want to take you out from where you are. And so that there is, he'll meet you where you are. But it didn't say that he came to accompany the brokenhearted. He said he came to heal the brokenhearted. But when he walks in, there's more than empathy. There's victory in the room. Hallelujah. Woo, I am happy I am here tonight. I love, hallelujah, I, I love his glory. We give you honor, Father. We give you glory. We give you praise, Father. Let your name be glorified tonight. Hallelujah. That there may be signs and wonders and miracles that accompany your word, Father, tonight. That the entrance of your word brings light into our spirit. That we might be able to see everything that you have. That the entrance of your word brings healing. Because your word says you sent your word and it healed them. So we declare healing tonight in the name of Jesus. Supernatural healing tonight in the name of Jesus. We boldly declare that we want the best from you, Father. Show us your glory. Hallelujah. 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 See, when the the Spirit of God starts moving, we have to learn how to access it, how to take advantage of the moment. That truly is our differentiating factor. It's not how good we preach or how, how good everything sounds. It's His power. That's the difference maker. It's not about a series of steps, a series of habits. And don't get me wrong, all that is good. But when God gets to moving, listen, there's things that you could never do with yourself and your habits that God can do in a second for you. Why? So that people could see, so that nations could see, so that they, like Psalms 126, so that they can declare, surely God has done great things among them. That it is not all you know, it's because they're from there, that place, or they're that church. No, 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 no. It's because God is so good. He moves on our behalf. That is my testimony. That I follow his glory. Wherever he moves, I move. So every miracle and every testimony, he gets all the glory. So we're striving for that tonight and this week. I believe this week is where decades happen. Like pastor preached about. This is one of those weeks where you look back and you're like, oh, that's when I danced that one in. Oh, that's when I sang that one in. Oh, I remember I was going through something and then God showed me that I was going through because there's my breakthrough that night. I'm excited. I don't know about you, but I've got some things I'm going to break through tonight. Like I'm going to see God's goodness in the land of the living. And you will too. You're in the right place. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and just say, you're in the right place. Hallelujah. You can be seated. 
All right. Woo. Man, you guys came prepared. I mean, I know everyone says this, but I mean, we could we could finish right now. And I could get I got so much out of it already. And if you missed this morning, uh, every day uh, after services, we'll post it on. It'll be posted in the podcast so you can download it. And this morning's message was phenomenal. And it, it, trust me, I mean, I know you couldn't make it, but don't miss the podcast because the word that was spoken this morning it truly is life changing. And I, I was thinking about, you know, the, the message of today. And first of all, I, I want to give thanks to Pastor Joel and, and Pastor Pepe for the opportunity. It's always an amazing opportunity that I get. And I, it, the word, so I have this friend and, and she's like a psychologist and she goes on YouTube and stuff and pretty famous. And so she did this thing. And I was just watching her live and she's like, what's the one word that you have for this year? And so, uh, and she was explaining why it's good. It'll focus you and stuff. So I'm like trying, but I have like 40 words. And so I'm like trying to, to see if I could get it down to like 20. And I text her. I'm like, that's impossible. Like maybe you got one word, but I got so many things going on that I got like a kid now. Like I got words for her and I got words for everyone. And, and, and so anyway, but as I was thinking that there was one word that just came out of all the words that I had written down, it was proximity. Uh, proximity. There's a blessing in proximity. There's a blessing in being close and being surrounded by certain people. I saw that this this weekend. In the past five days, I've had the opportunity to go to two of my favorite places in the world, apart from Colombia and this place. And what was cool is that I got to sit with people I never thought I would be seated with. Uh, last weekend, I got to meet one of my heroes. And when I meet heroes, I get like really Colombian all of a sudden. I get an accent again and I get shaky and like I really get like third worldish. I'm like, hello, my name is John. And like, <laughs> like I don't know, like, oh, I, I have pesos for you. Like, I don't know. Like, and I was like, I never thought I would meet this guy. But the reason why I got the opportunity to meet with this guy is because of my proximity to some of my friends who are actually both sitting there, which is super cool. Because uh, because I know them, I got to meet this person. And same thing goes, uh, I, I, this weekend I was at a wedding. And, and what, where we were seated at the wedding, we were surrounded by so many like big people of faith and everything. I was just thanking God. I was like, God, thank you for allowing me this opportunity. Like, they, they have no idea maybe who I am, and I don't care, but I am so happy I get to be surrounded by these people. Like, I get, get access to these people. And, and it's because of the proximity that I have to certain people. Don't, don't misinterpret this, or don't just take this moment and throw it by. Proximity to God's presence is a game changer. When you are close to the presence of God, you get to see things like pastor said. He was taking my message a little. I'm like, I'm like slightly rebuking, you know, like I'm like, God, I study all this time and now he comes and gets inspired. But how many are thankful for a pastor that gets inspired that way and changes your life forever every Sunday? I am. But it, 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 proximity. My dad, he's a pastor. He's a missionary. 
and, and he, he sometimes gets very excited in January because it's a time where you get to pray more and you get to fast and everything. And a couple of years ago, I, I was working for him and I was going, in, I was still in college, but so I was working for him like during my vacations and in Colombia, our summer vacation is December and January, just so you understand. So it's long. Um, and my dad, he tells us, he tells the staff like in December, January, when January comes, we're going to pray all month. I'm like, oh, that's great. He's like, no, 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 no. We're going to pray three hours in the morning. I'm like, okay, that's okay. And he's like, and after work, we're going to pray three hours at night. I'm like, I don't think that's biblical. I told him, I, I, I came, I'm like, Dad, I think, like, God would get tired of us speak like, six hours, like, what do I say? Like, I, and so my dad, you know, he kind of, like, shrugged me off, and the first week of, of, of that month, I had a terrible attitude, uh, and I, I was looking for opportunities to let my dad know that this was a mistake. Six hours a day, are you kidding me? Like, what do you say? Like, I have, a, I have an Xbox, and now I can't even do it. So I was, like, praying to God, like, God, send me to a family that is less spiritual because <laughs> this family is way too spiritual, and it's ruining my youth. <clears throat> but by the end of the week, I started to notice something that was really aggravating, and it's that everyone's attitude started to change. Uh, it was hard to get mad at people by the end of that first week. It, it was hard it, it, to, to not walk in love. It, it, was, it was hard to, to, get, to, to get mad at my dad, who was also my boss. And like, I would be, like, at the beginning, I would start saying stuff that, I mean, I know I was under the grace of God. And also, I'm his son, so he really can't, like, fire me because it, his wife is my mama. And, <clears throat> So I know, I know how to play that game. Uh, but, but by the end of the week, I started to get aggravated because I'm like, why is everyone having such a great attitude? Like, even I have a great attitude. Like, this is terrible. And then I started to notice that it's because of who we were spending time with. Who you spend time with. This Sunday, a pastor showed us, you know, Jim Ron would say, you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And I've noticed that the more time we spend with God, the more proximity that we have with him. And that's what prayer creates. Prayer creates proximity. And when you are close, that everything starts to change. Who you are close with basically changes the outcome of your life. Or, or that's the result of your life is depending on who you spend time with. So let's make sure we are positioned correctly this week. The word of God says in Jeremiah 18, 6, like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand. The problem is that sometimes we are not in the proper place to be molded by him. The problem is, is that we want God to move, but we are not where he moves. The, the, the problem is, is that we, we want all these things to happen, but we are not close for these things to happen in our life. It, I don't think it's a mistake when God showed Elijah, he went through the fire and he went through the rain and everything. And then God was found in that still small voice. Because when you whisper, you need to be close. And when you are close, that's where the difference happens. That's where stuff starts to change in your life. Smith Wigglesworth would say, I don't often spend more than half an hour in prayer at one time, but I never go more than half an hour without praying. Well, do the math and you'll start to understand 
Hey, that, that's what you do when you pray without ceasing. You, you, you're a constant conversation with who you are closest with. And so in like, so we went through this like prayer boot camp, right? Six hours a day. And, and like, it, it, was, it was intense. It, you, your flesh doesn't want to do it, uh, but your spirit is willing. But all of a sudden, I started to see these miracles start to happen in, in the ministry of my dad. I've told you before about how like the sewer system came and paved like the road and saved millions of dollars, but we needed an elevator back then. So we're praying and, you know, by hour five, I'm running out of stuff. So I'm praying for this elevator. I'm like, Father, give us an elevator because by hour number six, like I'm going to ask you for something else. And so we're, we're, we're talking, everything. Then a guy calls, no, a lady calls us from China that we had no idea. So at first it's very sketchy because, you know, I mean, like you get the emails from the prince of Nigeria and you're like, you're like, no. So, so we get a call from this business lady in China. And I'm like, okay, yes, let me know. And, she, and and when I answer the phone, she, she says, like, hey, you know, I've been praying. Do you guys need an elevator? I'm like, I never doubted. <laughs> I've always been there. You know, my faith is strong. <laughs> so I tell my dad, it's like, there's this, there's this lady from China, like, wants to give us an elevator. And my dad's like, oh, you know, yeah. If you know him, they, he's never surprised by anything. It's like, I could tell him, like, dad, we want a Ferrari. Oh, okay, sell it. Like, it's just... <laughs> That'll be him. It's like, and buy 100,000 Bibles with it. I don't know. That, that's who he is. So then, like, two months later, this elevator appeared. I don't know. It was, it was the craziest thing. And my dad said, when the elevator came, I'll never forget, he said, don't be surprised by fruit if you're planted in the right place. Psalms, Psalms chapter 1 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the paths of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. I mean, you know that it, it is important where you stand and where you sit in, in, on this earth, with who you're talking and what you are feeding your spirit with. It says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, there's close proximity to his presence, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. That brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Prosperity, fruit, comes from proper positioning. That if you are positioned correctly when it comes to prayer, when you are positioned correctly when it comes to being in his presence and contending for his presence, fruit is automatic. And fruit, if you read the word of God, it's something very important. We see in Mark chapter 11, Jesus gets mad because he sees a tree that doesn't have fruit. And if you know the story, he curses the fig tree. And why is it? Because there were leaves, and I didn't know this until a couple of days ago, but apparently the fig tree will give fruit before it gives leaves. And so if there's leaves, there has to be fruit. And how many of us have leaves in our life where we, we come and we raise our hands? We do worship, but we are not planted where we're supposed to be planted. We, we serve like we're supposed to. We're, we're obedient, but we're not planted by streams of living water. And so we've got, we've got leaves in our life, but we don't have fruit. 
And God is looking for fruit. John chapter 15, Jesus says that if you abide in me and my words abide in you, and he mentions abide like over 10 times, he says you will give much fruit. There is results that happen automatically if you are planted correctly. Which is why nights like these and just weeks like these are so important because you get to plant yourself where you should be planted, where you were meant to be planted, by, by, by rivers, where you were meant to be planted by his presence, where, where you get to contend for his glory, where out of your life come stories and testimonies that have nothing to do with how good you are and have everything to do with how good God is. That people see your life, you're like, how, how did you get to do that? And it's like, listen, it's not me, but I was praying the other day. And then all of a sudden, fruit starts to happen because I'm planted where I'm supposed to be planted. Because it's not by power. It's not by might. It's by his spirit, says the Lord. And I believe a pastor will say this a lot of times. You know, we, we want to accomplish things with the arm of the flesh when we're meant to flow in the spirit. Instead of forcing things with the arm of the flesh. That there are things that we accomplish on this earth that we could never do with our IQ. That we could never do with, with just uh, wanting to do it. But that can be accomplished because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And then when you get results that are... That just change everything. I, I believe that as we are planted, as we, we have this proximity, we start to notice things are different in our life. And you start to carry yourself a little bit differently. Oh, one of the things, uh, let me tell you a story real quick. So uh, four years ago, we moved to the States and we were doing this thing for missions and everything. The first week we were in the States, we, we felt an attack of the enemy. To the point where we were at this hotel because we didn't know where we were going to live. We were a couple of days away from going to this conference. And all of a sudden, Carolina just wakes me up and she says, hey, I think I'm going to faint. And so I'm like, what? Like, we're I didn't understand. And so he's like, no, no, I think I'm going to. And bah, and falls. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, she fainted. So I, I, <clears throat> I really don't know what to do when people faint. So I, like, grabbed her legs and, and put him up because <laughs> I think that works. And she's like out of it a little. And then she like stares at me. And she's like, why aren't you praying? And so I'm like, in the name of Jesus, be, do, you, do you get healed from fainting? I don't know. So I'm like, heal her, Father. And so she looks up back at me and she's like, pray louder. I'm like, in the name of Jesus. I have no idea. But anyway, so, so we go through that. Apparently, it was like this heart condition that she had. It's called, in Spanish, it's called syncope vasovagal. And it's like a syncope, some syncope, something like that. And, and something about, like, her heart when she's super stressed. And, like, it just decides to, like, say no more. And so, anyway, so we prayed that moment. And we're like, no, you are healed in the name of Jesus. And never again until, like, two months ago when we were, we were in Bogota, and, and stuff was just happening, and there, there was a lot of stress at the moment, like financial stuff. We didn't have a place yet. We were living with my parents again after like 33 years. You never expect it. And it's a blessing, of course, but then my mom is like getting mad at me again because I'm throwing my socks where I'm not supposed to. And so there's all these things happening. And then our baby gets sick, so she's not sleeping. We have, like, oxygen on her, like, for three nights. And then Carolina stands up again one night. She's like, hey, John, I think I'm going to faint. 
I'm like, what? I thought like I thought this we were over this. And so and so she's like, no. And then all of a sudden she faints. But this time she starts convulsing. And her fingers start going crazy. Her eyes start going crazy. But we had just put asleep a man, a man that just went to sleep. So, like, I'm trying to rebuke this without waking up my baby. So I'm like, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> you know, like, I rebuke you. And she, she's, like, going crazy. So I have to go call my mom. I'm like, mom, 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 come, hey, come. like, Carolina is fainting, and she's convulsing. And so give her the baby. I come back. And then so I grab her. I'm like, no, 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 no. The life of God is in you. I'm like, a greater is he that is in you than that whatever is trying to attack you right now. And then I go full Bible. I'm like, no weapon formed against you will prosper. Like, I mean, the God that created the heavens and the earth lives in you. The God that resurrected lives in you. And then what's funny is that through all of this, my mom has my baby. And my dad comes out, sees the commotion. I'm like trying to raise my wife from the dead without trying to, to like wake up my baby. And so he gets all like stressed. And so he grabs a candle and starts to turn it on for some reason. And he can't. And so it's like 20 minutes, I'm like rebuking the devil in the name of Jesus. And I just hear, tiki, 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 tiki. So in the middle of this like battle, I look at my dad as like, what are you doing? Like, what? we do not need a candle right now. Pray. And then my wife is like, yes, please pray. I'm like, is my prayer not enough? Like, we were like, are we going to have a conversation after this? Like, are, are you mad? Like, I mean, all these things are going at the same time. But the, the, the next morning, so we go to the doctor. And before we go to the doctor, like, we get, you know, there's, there's certain things in Carolina's family. Her dad has had, like, three brain surgeries for stuff. And so first thing that goes in your mind is, like, oh, you know, inheritance. You know, she's got it, too. And Carolina is getting kind of stressed. And I just feel, I love what Pastor said this morning because there is a spiritual realm that sometimes we just act like it doesn't exist when that truly is our warfare and that truly is our battleground. While we were in the car, I felt it. I'm like, no, 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 no. See, see, I, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Like it, it, it runs through your family, but it stops with your dad. It's not going to come into you in the name of Jesus. Like our, our testimony is different because the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in you and gives life to your mortal body. So we do not accept that in the day and we talk to it and we're like, you better get away. Satan, get your hands off my wife. I'm ready. We go, we think the doctor's going to like, you know, say what he's got to say. And it's this Christian doctor, which we didn't know. I mean, we just moved back. So it was like all these things. <laughs> and he goes, it's like, I don't know what happened, but it's solved now. They did CAT scans, MRIs, all these things, nothing. And it's, it's, it's not that my wife is just super healthy and just can recover from these things or not. It's the power of God. It's the glory of God in our life. That gives testimony. And, and from that day, I said, I, if, whenever I have the opportunity, I will give you glory for this, Father. Because the devil's got to know that. Have you seen that graph that, like, if you, if you mess around, you're going to find out? It's like, I, I, I wrote that. Like, I told, the, I told the devil, you mess around, you're going to find out. You, be, you better stop. 
Because I will not have that in my life. Proximity, but, but prayer doesn't only generate proximity. Prayer also precedes miracles. Now, when, when you read the word of God constantly, you will, no, will notice a couple of things. Every time people have a moment in the presence of God, then something happens as a result. And it's God moving. Why? Because if you want God to move in your life, you've got to be close. John chapter 14, verse 1. Jesus is saying he's about to leave. So he's like, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. See, you are troubled to the degree that you trust. That's it. It's because we don't know who we believe in that we get troubled at times. But when you, when you have close proximity, you know who you believe in. Which is why we have to constantly get close. We can't just go one time. This can't just be a one-week thing for the rest of the year. Hopefully, this starts a new habit where, where he inhabits in your life. Where the glory of God is not just one thing you saw in January, but now it's a constant thing in your life. Why wouldn't it be? Do you not know you are the temple of the Holy Spirit? That he abides in you, that the glory that we feel today, that the glory that, that we long for today abides in you. That you can take it to your job, you can take it to your school, you can take it to your home. And that's the true game changer. But we have to know who he is. We, we have to get to know that. That's why Paul would say, listen, I, I have achieved it all. Like the pinnacle of success, the, the pinnacle of education. And he says, but I consider it all trash compared to getting to know you and the power of your resurrection. That there is more to know than just get a degree and get a job. No, I want to know you, Father. I want to know you more, more intimately, Father. I want to see your power in my life. I don't just want to tell other people's testimonies. I want to tell people how good you are in my life. Which is what prayer starts. It's actually the disciples is what they saw in Luke chapter 11, verse 1. They saw Jesus' life. And they didn't ask Jesus to teach them how to lead or teach them how to be successful or teach them how to have miracles. They're like, Jesus, we see this in your life. Teach us how to pray. Because we see that prayer precedes miracles. We see that this is what we need. Teach us how to spend time with him. Word of God says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. All your ways. On your way to wherever you are headed in life, in your day, on your way to work, acknowledge him. It's a constant conversation. It's what Smith Wigglesworth would say. It's like it, it's not this elongated speech where I just, I just say all these things. It's a constant reminder that you are with me. That you are here on the way to the doctor, on the way to school, on the way to the bank. You are here with me and I recognize you. It's helped me a lot. If you, know, if you know me, you know that I have a mouth. And like sometimes I say stuff and then I think that's why I married Carolina because she's like the Holy Spirit 2.0. Uh, so if the Holy Spirit 1.0 doesn't like stop me, 2.0 will stop me. <laughs> but I've noticed one thing that before I go into a meeting, if I just tell God, like, God, I know you are here with me. Help me. Like, help me say what I need to say or help me not say what I shouldn't be saying. It's changed my life constantly. And I'm in this constant change as I get close to him. 
But proximity is such a blessing. Prayer generates proximity. Prayer precedes miracles. We read this morning that we wrestle not against flesh and bones, but there is a spirit we are in battle with. And we have the victory and authority over, but we need to exercise this authority. And it's not just a Bible verse you know, it's a person that you know. It's the authority delegated from someone that you actually know. I've seen it in my mom's life. My mom is one of the biggest prayer warriors that I know. And I'm so thankful for moms that pray. Like literally, I know I can I can pinpoint certain prayers of my mom that changed my life forever. Remember one time I was like 17 and I bring my a girlfriend to the house and she starts. <laughs> my mom's the best, but it's like terrible at the same time because she she starts to quote Psalms 91 and she's like, "No pestilence will come in my house." I'm like, "You just called my girlfriend pestilence, like." What, what is happening? And she told me, oh, I'm not talking about to her, but I'm talking to the devil. And I'm like, do you see him right now? But I'm so thankful I never ended up with that person. Changed my, literally changed the course of my life. And stuff that I'm not going to talk bad about her, but she was not good for me. We were in the Amazon jungle once. Not with my girlfriend. Come on, guys. I was with a youth group, with our youth group, and my mom was with us. And so we go, and we're, we go to this village. We walk like three hours into this village, and the pastor meets us. He's so excited. I'll be preaching that night. And so he comes to me during worship, and he's like, John David, there's a family that brought their kid with them, and their kid is demon-possessed. Uh, could you cast them out real quick? I'm like, ooh, that's rough. Uh, so I go, I've never done this before. And so, I, I, I mean, I know, I know the authority that I have, right? So I'm like quoting scripture like crazy. I'm like, I'm, I'm quoting everything. I'm like, just like you help Noah, help me. Like, nothing to do with it. Like, you made fire descend for Elisha. Descend, I don't know, do something. I see the kid, is li- she, she's lying there. So I'm like, hmm, in the name of Jesus, Father, like, Shoo. Eh, nothing happens. And so, so the kids, they, they, they see what's happening. So they get excited. They come behind me. And they're like, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to cast out the devil. He's under our feet. Yeah. And then she starts to talk. I'm like, I, hey. I'm like, I ain't scared. So I'm like, leave now, please Go. And so we start, so I don't know what else to do. So I'm like praying in tongues. I'm like, you know, Holy Spirit, you do it. So we all do like this circle around her and like obviously six feet apart. And we're like, in the name of Jesus, like there's like power coming out of us. And then I feel like a pain in my back and it's my mom pinching me. Like, you know, have you felt that before? Like there's just this, they know where to grab. Uh, And so just grab me and like took me out. And she grabs the girl and go, grabs her like this and goes, in the name of Jesus, leave. And like left. Then she turns to us and it's like, you don't play around with the devil. You tell him to leave in the name of Jesus. So I'm like, okay, don't make me look bad in front of my friends though. Like I got the same Jesus you do. I just have to know him a little bit better. The next night, the pastor comes again. We're, we're staying there for a couple of nights. pastor comes again. He's like, John David. Uh, they heard what happened with the girl, so another family brought their kid. 
I'm like, what are they feeding these kids? It's like, stop drinking the water. It's in the water. It's like, and so, so I get excited. I'm like, oh, this time I'm gonna, it's going to happen. I'm going to go. And so I start walking, and I grab a couple of friends. They're like, we're going to go. We're going to cast this out real quick. And, and so one of my friends it starts, it starts to pray real quick. It's like, Father God, you've given us authority. We have power in the name of Jesus. So we're going to cast this out. And if we don't cast it out, we're just going to tell John's mom to come. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. <laughs> and, and, and it happened and anyway. But the point is there, there is a battlefield that we are in. There is spiritual forces of darkness. And sometimes people get scared. It's like, oh, but don't say that too loud. As if the power of God was just slightly stronger than Satan's. When Jesus said, no, 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 I saw Satan descend like lightning. Like it didn't take more than a second and Satan was under everyone's feet. Like it's the power of God. It's so much stronger that you don't have to be scared of these things. But you need proximity to start to learn that you have authority and that there is a battle, which is why Ephesians 6 was written. And it's why it's not to look pretty with the armor of God. It's so that you can battle and you can win. But the victory is already yours because of who's on your side. So that's why you got to get close. That's why you got to know him and the power of his resurrection to the point where it's, it's a given. You know you might have to battle, but you also know that the victory of the battle is already yours. And so I fight from victory, not for victory in anything in my life. We were in Israel. It was pretty cool. And... There, there's this door or gate, the western gate, if I'm not mistaken, which is where it's prophesied that Jesus will walk in in his second coming. And so there's a couple of rules in Jewish law, apparently, you know, where a, 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 a priest who they consider Jesus to be can't walk through uh, graves. And so um, the people there that don't believe in the second coming of Jesus have put a cemetery in front of this door. As if to say, if he does come, he won't be able to walk through because they're, they're, like, it's just one of the laws that he can't break. And so I, we're sitting there uh, with my dad, and my dad starts to laugh. He's like, oh, they don't know. I'm like, what do they, like, is there like a tunnel or, I don't know. And he's like, they, they forget. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Where he walks, he does turn. It's not just a song. He turns graves into gardens. Like, it's, it's something that he does. That when he walks in through that place, what was dead will now come alive. If people forget that this Jesus, when he comes, will change everything. But also his power already lives inside of you and gives life to your mortal body. You are much more blessed than you sometimes think you are. Because of who lives inside of you. Proximity. There is authority when you pray. There is authority when, when you are in the presence of God. We were, one more story. We were in, <laughs> we were in Cartagena, which is a city. There, there was this youth conference. I, I, I told this, I think I told this in Lakeland once. And we were in this conference, and it was great. There was a, like a, a bunch of people. So we get on this plane, and my mom is with us. And, and so I, I, get, I get tired on planes. I sleep real quick. If you never caught, uh, Pastor Joel took a picture of me the other day when we were on the plane. Like it takes, like it's, it's my spiritual gift, I think. Like I can sleep in like 10 seconds. And, and so I, I've, I've, I go on this plane and, and I don't know, I'm just like very excited. So I shout it from my seat. I'm like, you're welcome. 
So my brothers are with me, and they just look at me like, why are you like this? Like, <laughs> you know, like, why do you have to, like, be weird? And so I'm like, I'm very excited. So I look at them, and I was like, well, because, because we're here. Angels are camping around us. This is the most secure flight on earth right now because we're here. Well, my brothers look at me, and they're like, oh, okay. So, and so I fall asleep real quick. Now I'm, I'm awoken by people screaming. And so I wake up and I notice we're already in the air. And I just see, you You know, when you wake up, you know, people are on mute at the beginning. You know, like you, you, can, you can see that they're talking, but you really don't know what they're saying. And so I look at my mom and my mom's doing this. So I'm like, oh, boy, He's like the devil did something. So I listen to her and she starts to say, we are sons of God. She says in Spanish, somos hijos de Dios. Y tenemos autoridad. We have authority. So we take authority over this plane right now. And we declare that it turns on again. I'm like, what just happened? And then I look at my brothers and my brothers are like. <laughs> so I, 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 this is all happening. And then I feel it. I feel like, oh, yeah, like the, the plane, like the flight stewardesses are like crying over there. It's, it's getting messy real quick. So I hear my mom again, and she's just declaring. So like I, I go alongside her. I'm like, yes, in the name of Jesus. And we go. And then my mom just gets mad. She's like, I said, in the name of Jesus, this flight turns on now. <sighs> And then, like, there was, like, this collective laugh, nervous laughter. Have you ever, like, laughed nervously? Like, oh, my God, we almost died. <laughs> Woo! Never doubted. You know? Woo! And then my mom, she takes advantage of this moment. She's like, well, yeah, that's what's supposed to happen. We have authority. She starts ministering to the whole plane. She starts telling them, we have authority in Christ Jesus. If I say this airplane turns on again, it turns on again. If I say it turns off, and everyone's like, no, no. Listen, flight stewardess, first person to come to the back. I need this. I need what you have. And my mom was like, no, this is not something that we just have. This is something that's freely given. That, that's the coolest service I've ever been a part of. I'm like, my brother wants to receive an offering after. I'm like, no, come on, bro. And I was like, don't be like that. You know, it's like, you can, my cash app, text me. You know, like, Pray for my brother. Matthew 17, 21. The disciples were, were trying to cast out the, uh, this demon-possessed person, take authority over the devil. They can't. Found something interesting. Uh, Jesus says in Matthew 17, 21, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Something interesting about that, prayer has to do with what you are connected to, but fasting has to do with what you are disconnecting from. That there, there are things that you have to be connected to, his presence, moments like this, but at the same time, there are things that we also have to start to learn to disconnect from. Not because they might be sin or not, but maybe it's just weights that make it harder to run your race. That there are things that I, I like, I slightly convicted this morning. This pastor was talking, you know, like, like different movies and stuff, and you don't know what spirit they were made in. And, and I have a list that I'm like, well, now I don't have a list, right? Like, now it's open again, but I, I, I have to learn this. It, it, I need this repeated in my life. 
that it's not the proximity will teach you, you know, what, what you have access to, but it also shows you what you have to be disconnected from. That the more you spend time in the presence of God, you start to learn that maybe things, maybe they're not even a sin, but they're, they're not good for you anymore. That it's just not part of your life anymore. That, that you can have more time in the things of God and you start to realize that for this we were made. For such a time as this to showcase that Christ in us is the evidence of glory. That if there's going to be glory on this earth, it's going to be shown through the Christ that lives in you. So this authority is taken over the devil, not only from what you are connecting to, but what you are also disconnecting from. Because the devil will attack you, and you have to be prepared. The Word of God says that there, uh, there are weapons that will be formed. Sometimes we forget that part. We're like, oh, they will not prosper, but they will be formed. And there will be attacks coming to your life. It just so happens that this is, this is the world we live in. We live on a battlefield. This is a battlefield. One day you'll get to heaven, and man, there's a, a peace forevermore, like everlasting joy. It's going to be amazing. But the reason we are here, I always repeat this, something my dad taught us since we were kids. The reason we are here is to see the only miracle you will never see in heaven is seeing someone receive Christ. So when you get to heaven, everyone's already received it. But it's, for, for, for this we were made, to show his glory, on this earth. So let me call you to, to get close again. Take advantage of moments like tonight. The word of God says, Colossians 4, verse 2, continue earnestly in prayer. But then it says, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. Uh, I, as I've been praying uh, recently, just for, for these nights, I do feel that there is victory that is coming to our life. That, that, that it's not just, you know, what this travailing and just this battle to, to see God's glory in our life, but it's also a knowing that those that know their God shall do exploits. That the more you spend time with Him, then you, you know. And it's just a knowing. I, I, I love it. You know, in the past, all they say is that you know that you know that you really know that you know. That he is alive and that he lives in you. And that you're not, it's not a battle anymore. But the more you spend time with him, there's victory involved. Even in the middle of your trial, you start to know that this might be a long trial. This might be one of those. But maybe you got the Daniel angel, right? The one that's slow to come, right? Like maybe, maybe your angel is the one that takes 21 days to come. And so you're like, okay, I'm stuck with the, the, the slow angel. I get it. Sometimes that happens in life. But victory is coming. It's unstoppable because God is undefeatable. And what he has planned for your life, you will walk into. Like what he has designed for you, it's not something you have to search for. It's not something you have to work for. It's something that you're just going to be led in. Through the leading of his spirit. Proximity. Come close to him. And he will show you things that eye has not seen or ear has heard. There are things that God has planned for each and every one of us. See, these, I like to tell these testimonies, not, not just because like, oh, they're super cool. But I, it was one thing that I, I prayed to God years ago. 
as I was translating for men of God, I'm like, God, I, me too. That's what I said. God, well, I, I just don't want to be a translator of things. I, I want to communicate what you have done in my life. And then my dad heard me once in prayer, boot camp. And so he comes after, and I'm so thankful for my parents. And I, I, I like to, this is how I honor them. I'm not making fun of them. Hopefully you understand. My, my type of honor, I guess, is weird. I don't know, but I love him. I'll send them a check, I promise. <laughs> but but he, came, he came up to me later uh, that day when I was praying. I was praying just out loud. I'm like, Father, you know, me too. Show me your glory. I want, want, I, I want to tell your miracles. I want to tell people of your goodness in my life. So he just comes up to me. He says, John David, a lot of people want the results of Jesus without living his life. And he's like, if you want his results, start to live his life. So it got me studying. It was intense because I started to see, you know, very early in the morning while it was still dark. Mark 135. And I was like, oh, boy. You know, after feeding the 5,000, he went up to the mountain and prayed again. He, he, he prayed in the morning. He prayed at night. He prayed in the evening, constantly praying. It was no mistake. It just, it just wasn't because he was Jesus. It's because he had proximity. And when you have proximity, it, you'll start to understand this as you get close. It, it just generates a joy that is unspeakable and full of glory. It starts to generate just a, a knowing in your heart that makes you happy. And then it makes you celebrate beforehand because you know that if he said it, it is done. There's just this knowing and there's this joy in your heart that you just know, I have been with the creator of the universe and he has told me some things that are about to happen. I'm going to praise him now. I'm going to be vigilant in what I have prayed through thanksgiving because this is how I abide in him. This is how I do not let the enemy take it away from me is that I remain in his presence. I enter his courts with praise. Cool thing about his presence, the devil can't come in. So when, you be, when you're village, vigilant in your prayer with thanksgiving, you are, you're literally putting up a fence. We're saying, this is what I'm believing in, and the devil can't put his hands on this. Because I'm going to praise my way to this victory. And until it happens, I will abide in this presence. Until it happens, I will remain in this place. Joshua chapter 4, I'll finish with this. Joshua chapter 4, there was a story where they were going to go into this battle, but they had to cross this river. And then God told them to, to build two different, I, I didn't see this before, but I was reading it the other day. He told them to build two different monuments, one in the middle of the river and one at the end of the river. So when they would build monuments or like places of sacrifice, it was to give thanks to God. What caught my eye is that the same Height. It said that they had to use 12 stones because of the 12 tribes of Israel. And so at the end, and God told them, when you build it at the end of the river, it'll be a monument for, to, for you to tell your kids. Like when, when you go by and they ask you, why are there 12 rocks on top of each other? You're like, oh, that's when God gave us that victory. And then you get to tell. But then I question, but what about the, the, the one that they had to build in the river? Because it says that the river closed. And then the, the, the way, I, the way I, I, I received it was... Because how you praise at the end is also how you should be praising in the middle. Because if you believe it, if you believe it's going to happen, if that's on your way, then you don't have to wait. 
to praise him for the victory that's coming to your life. You get to praise him the same altitude, the same height, with the same strength of how you would praise him at the end. You start right now because you know that you know that you really know that you know that it's just going to happen. So we praise you, Father, tonight. We, we give you glory tonight. We give you honor tonight. Father, we, we want to come close to you. Show us, Father, your glory tonight. Father, we want to be more sensitive to your voice. We want to know you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mom, let's just, let's just take a few minutes. Hallelujah. And just give him glory where you're at right now. Don't, don't wait for the music. Just, just give him thanks right now. We're, I know we're all going through stuff. This is, I know the world we live in. But the victory is already yours. So when you pray, be vigilant in it with thanksgiving. So we're not just praying for it. We're giving thanks for it. Because it's already done. It's a done deal. It's been established in heaven. And it's established here on earth as well. That whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you set loose on earth is loose in heaven. So we loose it now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, for doors that are opening. that used to be closed, but now they are open in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father, because that what we've been fighting for, it's a done deal tonight. Because we know you. We know your power working in us. It is a given. It is happening. Hallelujah. 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 Woo, Gloria. James chapter 5 verse 16 says, The effective prayer of the righteous man availeth much. It says, makes much power available. And then it gives a cool little illustration. Right after that, it says, Elijah was just as human as the rest of us. It literally says, like, Elijah wasn't this big thing. He was a man with a nature just like ours. Because I think that's the first thought we have. Like, make much power available. But like, yeah, but like, you know me. Like, I'm no... I'm no pastor. I'm no preacher. It's like, no, no, no. Elijah, I mean, he's big time now. But if you know his story, he like failed and failed again, like emotionally all the time. He went to cry all the time, up and down, up and down. Said, But even Elijah, when he understood the power that was in him, he prayed, says. It says that he prayed for it not to rain. And it didn't rain for three and a half years. And it says, and then he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain and the earth produced its fruit. Much power available. For a simple human being like him. And if you know the story, it says that when he did pray, he sent the king back home. There was this whole thing that happened. You should read the story. It's amazing. It's found in 1 Kings chapter 18. And the fire descends and all these things. But it still hadn't rained. And then, and then he, he tells the king beforehand, all right, go back home because it's going to start to rain again after three and a half years. How did he know? Because he knew the power that he had. And so then he, he tells his servant, all right, now go check. Go check to see if there's a cloud coming because it's, it's about to rain. He says, I hear the abundance. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. He says, I, I know in his heart he knew it. And so he's, he acted upon what he knew in his heart. See, sometimes we act upon what we see with our eyes when we are meant to act upon what you believe in your heart. 
See, what, what you pray, you praise from what you know in your heart, not what's happening around you. True worshipers worship in spirit and in truth. That when the truth in your reality is not aligning with the word of God in spirit, it is done. So you worship from that point of view. Now, I know it's going to happen. It hasn't rained in three and a half years, but I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. I know it's about to come. So get ready. Look at your neighbor and say, get ready, because I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Listen, I've been going through some stuff. This is a dry spell. But now I know who I believe in. And it's going to happen. So I don't have to wait to worship him at the end of the situation. I will worship him now in the middle of the situation. Because I know who I believe in. Hallelujah. It says it took him seven times. You know, sometimes the, the battle of faith will test you a little bit. So you're like, ah, you know, I said it was going to come. Like, go check again. And I think that's what God is saying tonight. Check again. Check again. Because his word does not come back void. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will remain. So whatever's got to change will change because his word doesn't change. So you got to get it in your spirit. There is rain that's going to come. There are miracles that are about to happen in my life. And I'm not going to wait to praise him at the end. I'm going to praise him right now. I'll be vigilant in my praise. That I will not let this pass from me because I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I don't have to wait to get to heaven. I declare heaven on earth. Come on, is there 20 people today that just believe in the God that can do miracles tonight? That you praise Him like it's happening right now. That you praise Him because He's a faithful God. He is a faithful God. Hallelujah. And it says the Spirit of God came upon Him. And he ran. He ran with the vision. Sometimes you just got to grab a word and you got to run with it. It says he outran the chariots of the king. Because when you have the power of God, you will be more efficient than whatever the world has prepared. When you have the power of God on your life, you will run faster than whatever the world is producing. You will reach your generation faster than whatever MTV is trying to do. Because the power of God will make you run. Come on, someone say, I'm going to run. Hallelujah, I'm going to run with it. I will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Come on, let it hit your spirit. I will see the goodness of God. I will see the goodness of God. I will see it with my own eyes. It's not just going to be a testimony for someone else. It's a testimony in my life that I know God is good, that I know God is faithful. Hallelujah. It is done. 
than empathy. There's victory tonight. It's more than just knowing what your problems are. There's a solution, and His solution is here tonight. It's His presence. Hallelujah. Come on, we declare a debt-free church. Come on, we declare debt-free families. Come on, we declare it today. We declare it. We see it now. We declare we prophesy our praise tonight. Hallelujah. It'll be like those that dream. Come on, and yet their mouths were filled with laughter. Hallelujah. Come on, we serve the God of the harvest that those that have sown in tears will reap will reap with joy in dancing see he never he never forgets a harvest he never confuses your harvest what you have sown there is a harvest and that's who we praise the lord of the harvest so it is coming hallelujah 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 on there are healings happening tonight listen i'm not not saying these things to hype you up this this has nothing to do with hype this has everything to do with giving him glory that what was impossible for man is possible for who's here because he's here well you just have to know that you're not a normal person anymore the supernatural lives inside of you It makes the supernatural something natural in your life. That you're not, you're amazed by it, but you shouldn't be surprised by it. That in the coming days, when stuff starts to happen, you know, oh, no, no, I know a God who is faithful. That's why these things happen. I'm not waiting, I'm not waiting, you know, for someone to die to get the inheritance. No, 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 I'm a co-laborer with Christ. He pays me good. Come on, I'm I'm inheriting what he has for me. Hallelujah. Come on, someone just give him praise right now. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, let's let's just take this moment. Just give him praise. We thank you, Father. We give you glory. Hallelujah, because it's about to happen. We give you glory, Father. We're about to live the best year of our life. But we're about to walk in everything you have prepared for us. Hallelujah, we see it now. And we worship you now. We give you glory. We give you honor. We will run with your word. Hallelujah. 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 